Hello, podcast listeners. Today, before the recording of this video, I have to say that markets are were pretty green across the board, at least at least at the time of the recording of this podcast. Things might have changed since last I looked, but from what I had saw, market was pretty green across the board. A couple stocks were down in the red, but for the most part, it was pretty green. Today, we're going to be talking about a little bit more about the baby formula situation and what's currently happening in that still. We're going to be talking about how JetBlue is going hostile to buy out Spirit Airlines after it got rejected. Uh, a, a financial institution called Carly Group Inc. is actually in attempts right now to buy out a defense contractor named Mantec. And finally, we're going to be talking about how the White House weighs inflation versus farmers and new biofuel mandates. Before we get started with today's podcast and talking about these articles, I have to remind you all that I am not a financial advisor in any way, shape, or form. Everything I talk about here on this podcast is for information only. Please talk to your own financial advisor before making any financial decisions because like I've said, this podcast, we are talking about the market and what's happening with certain articles that could perf- that could potentially affect your financial decisions that you're making. So please go talk to your financial advisor before making any financial decisions as they understand your financial decisions a lot better than I would currently. With that, let's begin with today's articles from Washington. This was reported yesterday after I had just talked about the baby formula shortage from the podcast from yesterday. USI's baby formula imports amid nationwide shortage from Washington. U.S. health regulators will announce action on baby formula imports as soon as Monday, which ironically did not find any articles after that um, saying that it was somewhat addressed. Um, To address a nationwide shortage that has left parents scrambling to feed their babies, the Food and Drug Administration chief said. The FDA commissioner, Roger Califf, provided no details, but President Joe Biden said last week he was working to allow more formula to come in from other countries. Khalif told NBC News he does not expect the shortage of the critical baby product to last until the end of the year, adding on CNN that he expects the situation to gradually improve. The White House separately said it was continuing talks with major formula manufacturers to identify logistic hurdles and provide any transportation support that could help them and major retailers get formula to where it is needed. Quote, this is uh, principally an issue of production more than goods movement. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg told reporters at a White House briefing that that's a total lie. This has everything to do with production right now. Three three companies run everything right now. Okay. We've talked about this in the past. One of them is actually ABOT, ABOT Laboratories, which actually there's an article from Fox Business that's claiming that they just got approval to reopen their manufacturing plant in Michigan but it would still take two weeks to start producing and six to eight weeks to get the product back on the shelf. Okay. The article goes on to say, quote, um, empty or low stock shelves steam partly, partly from a February recall of some formulas. Like we just talked about with the Michigan plant being closed by one of the nation's main manufacturers, a laboratories after a Michigan plant was shuttered over a bacterial issue. The shortage has also been compounded by supply chain, Supply chain snags and historic inflation, leaving about 40% of baby formula products out of the stock nationwide data shows. It was quite likely there could be movement to reopen a but Surges Michigan manufacturing facility in about two weeks, which has been reported by Fox Business that it should be back up and running soon. And that an announcement should come very soon about moving forward, which I just said has already happened. Okay, here's another thing that needs to be talked about with the baby food shortage that's happening with this baby formula. Okay. 
We can't import. We talked about this in another past podcast. Okay. We can't import from overseas currently right now because it doesn't meet our laws when it comes to the, I think it's like the tag that's on it or not the tag, like the descriptions like that's on the cans or bottles that we get because it doesn't meet our regulatory standards. Okay. This whole thing right now about the baby formula and the Biden administration saying they're going to import things. I don't see that happening currently right now. Okay. The market, these companies are potentially going to get hammered when they report their earnings, okay? At least in my opinion. There's no way you can import this stuff currently. There's just no way. We talked about this in the past podcast. So what is the Biden administration trying to do right now? Try to give hope to the American people? Probably. And I mean, it is necessary because if if you're a mother who needs baby formula right now, I have a lot of sympathy for you. I really do. Because it's not a pleasant experience to have to think about that you might not be able to feed your child. That being said, though, they need to change the laws fast if they really want to import these goods right now. Because like we've talked about right now at the, uh, I think the U.S. securities or at the U.S. security at the borders at times, they're not allowing the formula to come in from Europe or any other country because... It doesn't meet the standards that we have of what needs to be on the packaging when we get it. So this is going to be, this is going to continue to be a disaster. Okay. If it takes about six to eight more weeks. Okay. So let's just say we just talked about Abot being able to start manufacturing the baby formula again. Okay. This was as of yesterday reporting from Fox business two weeks from now, you're looking end of May to get that up and running. And it's going to take six to eight weeks. So it's the end of May, almost June, July. You're looking at August, potentially when the baby formula was potentially start hitting the shelves, which is almost towards the end of the year. Not only that, but once baby formula is back on the shelf, people are going to be buying it like crazy again. Okay. At least the mothers that need it for their children. So at the end of the day, this is going to still be a disaster. And there's probably still going to be shortages going forward. I mean, even even the market brand from Walmart and Amazon's having issues. They got to change the law. They, they got to change the law fast. And that's going to help markets potentially moving forward. They just got to change this law quickly, but it's probably not going to happen. So I personally expect baby shortages to continue to happen. And I expect these companies to get hammered next quarter as well, due to the fact that they weren't able to meet the manufacturing demands currently. On to the next article, JetBlue goes hostile to buy Spirit Airlines after rejection from Chicago. JetBlue Airway Corp. is not taking no for an answer in its request to buy rival Spirit Airlines. On Monday, the New York-based carrier launched a hostile all-cash takeover bid for Spirit Airlines. Two weeks after the ultra-low-cost carrier rejected an offer from the larger rival. JetBlue which in early April offered 33 per share is locked in a takeover battle with spirit with frontier group holdings and has agreed a deal will help better compete with the big four U S airlines that control nearly 80% of the passenger market. In a letter of, to spirit shareholders on Monday, jet Plu offered 30 per share and said that it was ready to negotiate in good faith. Um, a consult transaction at $33 subject to receiving necessary diligence. Spirit said its board will carefully review JetBlue's offer. The company plans to inform shareholders of the board's decision within 10 business days. It urged shareholders to take no action on the JetBlue offer at this time. The Florida-based airline rejected the earlier offer, saying it had it had a low likelihood of winning approval from regulators. JetBlue, however, called the argument a red hearing in its Spirit's deal with Frontier faces similar regulatory risk. That's very true. I mean... 
it seems like at the end of the end of the day that spirit doesn't want to merge with jet blue so this is almost sounding similar to when elon was buying out twitter who's going to win in the end is it going to be jet blue or is it going to be frontier from a from the article still quote spirit board is prioritizing its own self-interest and personal relationship with Frontier over its shareholders' interests, JetBlue Chief Executive Robin Hayes said in an open letter to Spirit shareholders. Hayes accused the Spirit Board of not acting in the best interest of its shareholders, citing significant ties of its multiple directors to Frontier's chairman and veteran budget airline investor Bill Frankie. Frankie, who masterminded the Frontier Spirit deal, previously served as chairman of Spirit. Quote, ask yourself a simple question. Why wouldn't the Spirit Board engage with us constructively. The interest of Bill Frankie, Indigo Partners, and long-standing relationship between the two companies is the obvious answer, Hayes says. Frontier and Frankie did not respond to Rutter's requested for comment. Spirit will hold a shareholder meeting on June 10th to vote on its proposal merger with Frontier. JetBlue, the sixth largest U.S. passenger carrier, also said it had filed a vote-no proxy statement urging Spirit shareholders to vote against the planned merger with Frontier. The value of Frontier cash and stock for each share's discounted carrier on Monday was recently at $19.48 a share. It's going to be interesting to see how this works out in the end. I mean, will they win? Will they not? We'll know within, as of yesterday, it was 10 days. Now it's nine days. And it's something we're going to have to pay attention to going forward. Will they listen to JetBlue Spirit? Or will they decide to go with Frontier still? To finish off the article, it says JetBlue's bid seeks to combine two companies with very little in common other than fleets dominated by Airbus SE jets. A main concern of investors is stark difference in business models of the two carriers. A New York-based jet, Blue, however, views the deal as, as a way to expand its domestic footprint amid persistent labor and aircraft shortages. It disclosed Monday that acquiring Spirit has been a strategic objective for many years. Concerns about the deal regulatory hurdles stem in, in part from the U.S. Department of Justice lawsuit over JetBlue's partnership with American Airlines Group, Inc. and the New York and Boston areas. Spirit cited the alliance as one of the concerns while rejecting JetBlue's offer. The partnership announced in July 2020, which I guess we were too focused on COVID at the time to know about this, allows the carriers to sell each other's flights and link frequent flyer programs in a more in a move aimed at helping them better compete with United Airlines and Delta Airlines in the Northeast. The lawsuit will go to trial in September. Okay. We need to keep pay attention to this. And within the next couple of days, we'll probably have an answer of what Spirit Airlines is going to do. I don't know who's going to win this at the end. I really don't. So I really can't express my opinion currently on this. Maybe JetBlue wins in the end. But at the end of the day, both of them are going to have to go through uh, the government to make sure that's not a monopoly in the making, which it sounds like more of JetBlue is the less of the monopoly in the making for the merger, whereas Frontier might be. But I guess people have their own interests currently. So keep an eye on that for, for that, guys, because that means there's going to be less competition in the airlines plays, play eventually soon. Now, this kind of boils my blood a little bit. These last two articles, last two, almost three, because two of them are intertwined with each other. And it might make your blood boil a little bit as well. Carly to buy U.S. defense contractor Mantech for $3.9 billion. Okay. Mantech International Corp on Monday agreed to a $3.93 billion all-cash deal with Carly Group, Inc., a private equity firm strengthening its portfolio of U.S. defense contractors. Carly has offered 96 per Mantech, 
Cheryl held representing a 17% premium to the stock closing on Friday. The company's shares were up 15% early trading in a weak, broader market. Shares have gained about 11% since Rudders in February reported that Mantech co-founder George uh, Pedersen was exploring options for his controlling stake that included a sale, including a sale. Fairfax, Virginia-based Mantech performs defense and non-defense contracting services for the intellectual, sorry, intelligence community, the Pentagon, and other government agencies. Carly will benefit from Mantech's large exposure in intellectual consumers and to cybersecurity sector, Wells Fargo analysis Matthew Akers said. Mantech's business could be attracted addition to the portfolios of other Fed IT companies such as Lidos Holdings Inc., Booz Allen Hamilton Holdings Corp., Akers said, adding he would not rule out further bids. The enterprise value of the deal expected to close at the second half of 2022 was $4.2 billion. The deal comes when the outlook of, for mergers and acquisitions in the defense sector has, be, has been uncertain after arms maker Lockheed Martin Corps in February terminated its $4.4 billion proposal to acquire rocket engine maker Aerojet Rocket Dyne Holdings, Inc. amid opposition from the U.S. antitrust enforcers. The Biden administration also has released... This is where my my blood boils a little bit. The Biden administration also released a report detailing recommendations to boost competition in its defense industrial base, saying rapid consolidation has created a national security risk. Okay, it sounds like Biden is somewhat encouraging this and pushing. I mean, maybe I read that wrong a little bit. The Biden administration also released a report dealing recommendations to boost competition. So there, he's trying to produce more competition within the defense industry in the market okay now granted this article came out about at yesterday at 10 33 a.m now this is where things get interesting with lockheed martin because this article i believe yeah this article almost came out at 11 a.m eastern standard time okay lockheed martin wins 309 million javelin missile contract from u.s army okay defense what is the u.s planning currently right now i don't get it Okay, from Rudders, Lockheed Martin has been awarded two contracts worth $309 million by the U.S. Army for its Javelin missiles, the anti-tank weapons that has helped Ukraine fight Russia's invasion, from the company said on Monday. The Javelin missiles are made jointly by Lockheed and Raytheon Technologies Missile Unit. Demand for Javelin missiles remains high as the war in Ukraine worsens where they're used to stop Russian tanks from advancing on the capital to the artillery base in Ukraine's east. So far, the United States has sent more than 5,500 Javelin systems to Ukraine. The defense contractor added that the contracts included more than 1,300 Javelin missiles funded by the recent Ukraine Supplement um, Appropriations Act and ordered for several international customers, including Norway, Albania, Latvia, and Thailand. Lockheed also said it's working to increase missile production rate beyond the current 2,100 per year. Okay, I can see selling Norway, Albania, Latvia, and Thailand at the end of the day, okay? Selling still to Ukraine, okay? They just signed the $40 billion deal, I believe it was, in aid to Ukraine. And obviously, this sounds like this is part of it, okay? I guess at the end of the day, some some political people just need some war to happen because it means it's good for the defense industry like a Lockheed Martin. I mean, it's kind of disgusting at the end of the day, but it's also just disturbing about 
where the interests are currently. As long as this war with Russia and Ukraine are going to happen, defense contractors are probably going to still continue to make a lot of money because they're going to be shipping a lot of money and a lot of supplies to Ukraine to fight pretty much Russia. Okay. So if you're into investing in that stuff, guys, I mean, that's up to you at the end of the day. Like I said, I'm not making financial decision. I just think it's a little sickening that we're doing this a little bit. I mean, we just talked about earlier, there's hardly any baby formula right now. And we're sending javelin contracts. We're signing javelin contracts to aid Ukraine. I mean, I just don't know at this point. It, to me, it's just disturbing. Can't even can't even help the next generation, but we can send weapons to help countries. I mean, I get, I don't want Ukraine to fall to Russia. I get that. But at the same time, it's still just, it's a little mind boggling to think about currently right now. And it kind of makes my stomach turn a lot. So that that's just my opinion though. Last article from... From Rudders, again, analysis, White House weighs inflation versus farmers and new biofuel mandates. The White House is expected to announce in the coming weeks the amount of biofuels like corn-based ethanol that U.S. refiners must blend into their fuel each year, a decision that will force it to weigh taming consumer inflation after supporting the nation's farmers. How the administration balances the competing priorities could play a role in November's midterm election. As high consumer prices pose a political threat to Joe Biden's Democratic Party and Farm Belt voters remaining a crucial consistency. The White House National Economic Council, led by Brian Dees, is poring over numbers to gauge whether lowering blending mandates for ethanol and renewable diesel will help blunt rising food and fuel prices, according to two sources familiar with the process. Cutting mandates for ethanol and advanced biofuels like uh, biodiesel could theoretically cut food costs by reducing demand for corn, soy, and other staple crops that have become more scarce since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Trimming the mandate could also potentially take pressure off pump prices by reducing blending uh, compliance costs for some oil refiners. But doing so would anger farmers and biofuels industry that insist the annual blending mandates are critical to supporting their livelihoods. White House officials are meeting with lobbying groups representing the oil and consumer good giants, including Food Manufacturing Coalition, American Bakers Bakers Association, American Petroleum Institute, and Renewable Fuels Association as they weigh the possible changes. Quote, I have never in the history of the program seen such um, confluence of issues potentially impacting the outcome. If there was a perfect storm, this is it, said Michael McAdams, president of the Advanced Biofuel Administration. The Environmental Protection Agency sent its proposed proposal on biofuel volume mandates for the years 2020 2020 through 2022 to the White House for the final review in late April. The proposal would retroactively lower the mandates for 2020 and 2021, but to boost its backup for 2022, three sources from Rudders told the EPA. Okay, so we know, and we've talked about this in the past, okay, we know that I think it was 30% of wheat comes from Russia, 2% comes from Ukraine, and almost 30% of corn comes from both Ukraine and Russia, okay? I think this is a good idea. I personally don't understand why we have to put corn in our current system right now for when we get gasoline. I don't get that at all. 
I personally still believe we just need to keep drilling more for oil if there's really is this crunch. I mean, why are we using food? The substance that potentially helps with feeding animals to get more food or to give food to the consumer at the end of the day. And yet we're using it for ethanol purposes. To me, that's just a little bit insane. In fact, it says here, the U.S. Renewable Fuel Standard enacted in 2005, oh, of course it was 2005, requires refineries to blend biofuels like ethanol into fuel pool or buy credits from refiners who do. The program has been an economic boon for states like Iowa and Nebraska, but smaller refineries have not invested in blending facilities, say the cost of buying credits threatens their plants. That's ridiculous. And when it talks about food versus fuel, corn-based ethanol accounts for the overwhelming overwhelming majority of blending under the RFS. In 2022, the EPA proposal would require refineries to blend 15 billion gallons of ethanol and 5.77 billion gallons of advanced biofuels. In recent years, while ethanol demand has remained stagnant, demand for advanced biofuels like renewable diesel and sustainable aviation fuel has surged as states like California and Oregon adopt their own renewable fuel mandates. That has swollen demand for oil seeds like soybeans and canola that serve as biofuels feedstocks and compete with other food corps for finite plant areas. This whole thing is just insane. It says here later in the article, soybeans future has risen over 20% so far this year to more than 16 per bushel, while corn futures have gained over 30% to over $7.90 a bushel. The Biden administration, I mean, they're desperate at this point. They don't know what they're doing. Markets are going to continue to be turmoil like crazy. I mean, it's very simple. Why are we putting corn in our in our current fuel supply? Okay, why? I I want to know why. And and one of these, I mean, we'll have to do more research on this to actually get an answer. But we 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 should be asking why. Why are we using food for biofuel? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at the end of the day. I mean, I, I just don't get it. We should we, we're going to still have an energy problem, and now they're probably going to be tied into a food problem too. If this isn't talk if this isn't talked about or resolved how much more price is going to go up across the board with both gas and food now i don't see this changing in any way shape or form i just don't i mean it says here from the ethanol high gas prices the white house earlier this year tapped into the dynamics by announcing it was hitting a ban on summer sales of higher ethanol blends of gasoline what are they doing how are markets going to continue reacting to this What's going to happen soon? Market's going to be in a lot of turmoil going forward. Prices of food is going to continue to go up. In California, in particular, gas now just hits six bucks a gallon some por- in some parts of it. This is going to get insane soon, guys. You, We need to continue to keep an eye out for this. Anything that happens in Washington with laws is going to affect the market going forward. And we're going to keep talking about this on this podcast because... The decisions they make will affect our potential growth of our portfolios. And I think a lot of people are going to be really pit, really pissed if they uh, their portfolios start dropping in value. So keep an eye out for that, guys. Baby shortages can continue. And with food, too. Corn's probably going to start going up even higher as well. It's going to be insane. When does it end? Who knows? So... 
But with that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you had, please like and subscribe to this channel so that we can continue to grow this podcast and be able to talk about the market and what's happening with articles that we're finding. With that being said, too, guys, if you think others would enjoy it, please share this podcast with other people so that we can be able to keep spreading the word and be able, like I said, to continue to grow this podcast. Thanks today for listening to guys, listening to this podcast overall. Thank you and goodbye.